Hey, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Hey, this is Brian O'Holloran. Hey, everybody. My name is Scott Schiaffo, actor best known as the Chulies Gum Guy from the film Clerks. And welcome to Clerks Minute. You're listening to Clerks Minute. And I'm not even supposed to be here today. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick from AMC's Comic Book Man, the podcast I sell comics, and the Ming and Mike Show. And you're listening to Clerks Minute. What's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You got a minute? Good, because you're listening to Clerks Minute. Hey, this is Walt Flanagan, the Lon Chaney of the 90s, and you are listening to Clerks Minute. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Clerks Minute Summer Series. We are now getting started on the animated series. This is episode number one of that. Um, this, everybody knows, just for full disclosure, this is originally a Patreon-exclusive episode, so we're plugging our Patreon throughout the show. Um, please ignore that, because we had to close our Patreon after we recorded this episode. So, ignore our Patreon plugs, and enjoy the first episode of the Clerks Animated Series. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clerk Convenient Hour here exclusively on Patreon, the Patreon show for Clerk's Minute, the show where we look back at the 1994 Kevin Smith classic, one crazy cartoon series <laughs> at a time. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. And yes, we are now on the Patreon side of things, and we're starting to look at the Clerk's animated series, which we will get into everything in one minute. Um, first of all, thank you all for joining us. Not sure what this is going to look like. Obviously, this is our first show, and I know a lot of people wait on the first episode to come and join us, so if you are, thank you so much. Stick around, and we'll be going through the entire animated series, episode by episode, and it's weird, because we're usually doing the minute-by-minute format. Yeah. We haven't done a half-hour show in a while, yeah. so I'm sitting here, I literally have like three pages of notes. It's absolutely ridiculous how this is, so... I guess let's get right into the show and um, let's talk about the history of the Clerks animated series. That's number one. What is your history with this show? Because I only kind of watch a couple this, episodes on this TV. This is actually one of the. This is actually my first exposure to Clerks on the um, on the TV or on the DVD set. Uh, the TV. Okay, I was sure. I wasn't sure. That's all I was wondering. Because I know I watched the series on TV. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think I. I obviously didn't see them all because I was in air all air them all. Obviously, I don't think I only saw like one episode on television. By the way, if you actually own the DVD set, the commentaries are worth listening to. It's basically six episodes of venting. Of course, that's that sounds about right with them. <laughs> I'm not surprised whatsoever. So basically, this is a textbook example of it getting screwed by the network. It, it, didn't ABC have a thing like that at the time? They did this show, they did to um, the Dennis Leary show, The Job, I believe, which I absolutely yeah. loved. Yeah, they basically picked it, basically uh, did this because of the rush in the late 90s, early 2000s to actually do shows like South Park. Okay. Because of the success there. And, uh, I was going to say, between the time the episodes began production and they aired... Who wants to be a millionaire became a breakout hit, so basically that makes sense. So basically, they buried Clerk so they could give it an extra half hour. That that doesn't surprise me. I did watch Millionaire, so that doesn't yeah. really surprise me. You know. So yeah, the moral of the story is it doesn't matter how much time and effort you put into a TV show, not only not only are networks that are fickle with desires are that will change at a whim, Regis will eventually fuck you. Well, 
who was a millionaire was a phenomenon there for a while. I hate to say yeah. it, but it was yeah. an absolute phenomenon. Yeah. For a while. I, don't, oh. I don't know how, but yeah. it was. Oh, and this was and basically UPN made them a very plum offer. Basically, thirteen really? episodes, heavy promotion, heavy promotion. But they basically considered it basically being the big fish in a little pond. So they went with ABC, who, well, while not only being a bigger network, was also also owned Miramax. Makes sense. That makes sense. And they basically admit in the commentary that this was not the wisest decision they ever made. Well, unfortunately, I don't think, if I remember hearing right, Kevin didn't even have the rights to the show. No, ABC does, and they refuse that to sucks. sell them. That sucks, you know? Which is, which makes no sense, because if you're not going to do anything with them, why are you sitting on it? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. At least they got a DVD release. Yeah. That much I'll give them. But still, I don't understand. I don't understand why this show didn't get some kind of a re- like. For instance, the whole thing like you put it on Comedy Central and this show can last for years. You know what I mean? It's simple. Oh, or yeah. even Fox. Oh, Comedy Central and Cartoon Network were interested in actually doing doing more episodes. Disney just refu- ABC refuses to sell them the rights. Oh, Disney. You couldn't say Disney because Disney owns yeah. everything. But that's true. Well, we get into this, we pop the DVD in, and they give us all these options on what to watch. We didn't do this straight up episode because we only have so much time up here. And even better today. is, it opens with a Jay and Bob intro. About to say, we press play, and we get a really weird, bizarre, live-action intro <laughs> at the at a expensive Hollywood estate. <laughs> because Jay and Bob can afford it with their fat clerk animated stash. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. What a weird start! Apparently, the, apparently, this was before they actually got their hands on the fat, fat blunt man and chronic cash. <laughs> so, um, out of curiosity, I just want to know this. I'm checking the date real fast. Canonically, where does this land with the movies? Like, the view oh, of the universe. See. So, 2000, you said it would come out. Yeah. So, Do- I think it came out after Dogma. Oh, Dogma. It was the Clerks, Mall Rat chasing Amy, Dogma, and then this, and then Jane and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. So that's how this works. That's the that is the official order and um yeah, we by the way just for the record because this is going to be really come um really doing this first episode because we had a lot of notes we will be talking about the Jay and Celebab reboot as more information comes out yeah. on this Patreon show just to clarify that so we get into this into the episode proper oh not yet not yet we get a full disclaimer that I took pictures of and Kyle Vo- will read voiced to you. by Kevin Michael Richardson yes go for it what's our disclaimer. The following television show is entirely fictitious. Any similarity to the history of any person living or dead or any actual events is entirely coincidental and unintentional, except where specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits. All celebrity voices are impersonated, and no celebrities have endorsed any aspect of the show. Is anybody still watching after all that? And then we get the next screens. Because this was because this was originally supposed to be the first episode, but it was supposed to wound up originally supposed to be aired fourth before ABC buried the show. I don't understand. Before you even know, why the hell would they not air this episode first, and why ABC would put it fourth? I don't understand that. Because ABC is run by a bunch of rerees. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand the logic. But continue. Okay. What follows is the fabled Lost Pilots of Clerks. Originally planned to air May 31st, 2000, it was lost in the test audience who hated it and was eventually lost under a pile of unaired Wonderland and Wasteland episodes. Unfortunately, someone found it, and now you're going to have to watch it. Tune in next week for a much better episode. But for now, though, Courage. I don't, I, I don't understand what happened here. I mean, this is not like it's a bad episode at all on any level. It's a fun episode. It's not the best show in the world, but it's fun. I think I, monkey. I think it's I think monkeys would have been able to run the network better. 
and say, who was running the ABC network at the time? Do we happen to know who was still Eisner at the time, or do we uh, know? I think Eisner was still in charge of Disney at the time. I'm looking at that, because I don't actually know. Right. I'm looking up Michael Eisner, because I think he was still running the show. If it was him, I understand, because hmm. as, as much of a visionary as he was for, like, the Disney afternoon... He could be incredibly short-sighted. Yeah, like, I get it. I mean, there's certain ways... And... Like, Disney very nearly had Lord of the Rings. It's just he wanted to make it all one movie in short. Yes, Eisner was still in charge. Eisner was in charge in 2005. Yeah. Uh, so, this is 84 to 2005, Eisner was in charge. Yeah. So that makes sense. I mean, if Eisner didn't like it, he wasn't going to air on his network. Uh, I, compl- I understand the point of view. If he doesn't like the show, I'm not going to put money behind it. And I yeah. get it. But at least air all the damn episodes you got. I mean, that's my issue with this problem on this one, you know? Yeah. Well, moving back into the show itself, we are previously on Clerks, which... Which was the um, Rainbow Test Bars, which (laughs) cracked me up. I'm not going to lie. That's a great opening joke. All right, so we enter a a, a pretty much a cold open, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Cold open. Yeah. And um, enter the store, and we have a customer walk in looking for smokes. And a can rolls out from behind the wall, and you hear... Is it safe? Is what safe? Is it safe? Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. Is it safe? It puts the lotion on its skin. It puts (laughs) puts it in the basket. Shut up, man. (laughs) Is it safe? So... This freaks out our um, customer completely, and he go and he, he leaves in a huff, jumps it's in his car, crashes, it. and then lights on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how our show begins. <laughs> and Randall Dante stood stood up from behind the counter. Thirty seconds. You owe me five bucks. I'm not uh, five bucks. Just take it out of the register. <laughs> and then the guy on fire runs by the window. <laughs> what the fuck? What a weird start to this show. And then we get into the Clerks cartoon theme composed by James Elvin Abel, who now works rather rather uh, tightly with uh, Kevin Smith there. Actually, a ve- actually, fairly prolific composer from what I can see here. He did the uh, music for Iron Monkey. Uh, Cyber Sex Kittens. Why not? Uh, the Chimp Channel, seven episodes of Detention. Wait, hold on, what the fuck is the Chimp Channel? <laughs> oh, uh, what it is, it's basically one of those where they dress up chimps in funny costumes and they dub dub voices over them. That's a thing. Yes, that okay. was a thing. Okay, continue. I never uh, heard of that. Uh, Detention, seven episodes of that. Uh, Time Machine, a complete history of the Green Beret. Samurai Jack, the digital animation test. He actually wound up doing the music, I believe, for the pilot film for that series. Uh, Music for Clerks, uh, several shorts there. Uh, He started doing uh, work with uh, Kevin Smith on Jane's Island, Bob Strike Back. Oh, okay, cool. He also did the music for the Powerpuff Girls movie and a special Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Hmm. Scary Movie 3, 3 South, Euro Trip. Reunited with Kevin Smith for Jersey Girl. I'm sorry. Uh, did the music for, did the music for Samurai Jack: The Shadow of Aku was a video game. Okay. Uh, did actually the music did actually music for f- 59 episodes of the Powerpuff Girls. Did music for Clerks: The Lost Scene, The Year of the Yao. Uh, 52 episodes of Samurai Jack. Uh, 25 episodes of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Escape from Cluster Prime, which I think is uh the which i think is uh oh it's a special for my life as a teenage robot did the music for venom not because not not the superhero it's a horror film 
uh, Scary Movie 4, Clerks 2, uh, Welcome to Wacomo. He did, uh, did, uh, My Life as a Teenage Robot, Kicking It Old School with, uh, Jamie Kennedy, The Last Day of Summer, Spider-Man. So pretty much a hell of a list, pretty yeah. much what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we ain't done there. In the, uh, Spider-Man Friend or Foe, a video game, uh, anime movie called Turok, Son of Stone, superhero movie, Zack and Miri Make a Porno. Kevin. An American Carol. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Powerpuff Girls Rule, which is a TV movie. Another Powerpuff Girls TV movie. Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. The series Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell. Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Scary Movie 5. Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie. Which resort we'll talk about future date. Yeah. The Powerpuff Girls Dance Pants. What the fuck? Hey, what was that? Dance Pants. Dude, don't don't even ask Clarence. me. Clarence. Actually, I thought he did the music for Red State, but uh, apparently not. Yeah, who's doing new Powerpuff Girls? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. Um, so Clerks is drawn in front of a live studio audience, which is a fantastic line. <laughs> even though the irony is that you didn't even hear a laugh track. I was expecting after hearing that joke, we didn't get a laugh track to the entire episode, and we didn't. I was really hoping for that. So. We get um, Dante. We start the show exactly how we started the movie, except the only difference is Dante wasn't falling out of the closet. That's the yeah. only real difference. Yeah, he was somehow under a pile of clothes. Makes a lot more sense. Actually, oddly enough, makes more sense than falling out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> um, so he, he, he gets called into the store. We find out why later. We'll get to that later. Um, the, we get to the store, and he pulls up the... Um, he pulls up the uh, shutter. The shutter, and it, the shutter says "Clerks burn in hell," and the glass window also says <laughs> "Clerks burn in hell," because, well, why not? At least he didn't jam gum in the locks this time. No, but it said "Clerks burn in hell." Um, so oh, I love the fact that like all hell breaks loose at the store opens, and then it's accompanied by the sound of cattle. But then it's like it's a normal day for Dante. That's all yeah. it is. It's a normal day. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden. A, a bunch of rockets explode yeah. <laughs> and fly across yeah. them. I was like, wait, what? Somebody the? launched a bunch of Roman candles. And we, um, and I love the fact. <laughs> All right, who did that? Fess up or I start calling parents. <laughs> that was fantastic. I thought that was hysterical the way he said that. Mm. So he looks over and there's a whole bunch of kids and they, of course, they push out the geekiest one of the group yeah. and lays it on him. Yeah. Like you do. What were you thinking, Silas? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 they don't have the line here. Oh, I was at the beginning of it, but pretty much he goes on this whole tangent about how the expectations, the expectations of your soul have been for crossed. a fair deal have been dulled by your years working at this, looking at this, working at this soul-sucking minimum wage hellhole. You got me there. Okay, so we find out the J. Well, where'd you get him? I, I, I'm doing the setup. I know. Hang on a second. Kyle, this is all fair. We've been doing this for five years, four years, and you still cut me off, but I'm trying to set Sorry. things up. We've been doing this for four years. <laughs> Jeez, you think you get the rhythm by now. <laughs> okay. So, we find out that Jay and Silent Hub are selling rockets, apparently, in this world. Because they can't sell drugs, so we'll sell rockets. Well, how Why do we not? Know, well, how do we know they're still not selling drugs? Maybe this is a side business. I just looked at it as a cartoon, and they didn't want to deal with that in this episode. I mean, you know, they can't sell drugs to kids. Maybe they have an ethical qualm for that. So that's they a good point. So they're basically selling them fireworks. Well, remember, we, I remember, I don't, we're not, we haven't recorded the minute yet, yeah. and the clerks 
Yeah, clerks. I haven't heard yet, but Jay does call out Dante for accidentally selling cigarettes to a kid in the movie. And even, and even though it wasn't his fault, but still, yeah. Jay calls him out on it, yeah. and that says something. Yeah. And, and so they do have morals. So, yeah. They do have morals. So However warped they may be. Hey, morals are morals. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, animated Jay is amazing, by the way, yeah. in this show. Animated Jay. I'll get into more of it as we go along. Yeah. Animated Jay is amazing. I don't think it's Jay Mew is just talking. It's not even like he's acting. He's just talking. I, yeah. I feel like he's in this show. Anyway, then we get to the fantastic math that can rival WWE math mm-hmm. at a fourth a fourth stick of dynamite to equal one stick of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, what? This is a quarter stick of dynamite. Four of these equals two sticks of dynamite. No, no he said two. He needed a four. He said two equals one stick. It makes it even more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> and for those who don't understand what even WWE math, I know you looked at me like, "What the hell am I talking about?" In, a, in according to WWE math, no matter who the competitors are, in a fatal four-way, everyone has a twenty-five percent chance of winning. <laughs> in WWE math, that's a thing. <laughs> go to the board and prove that. <laughs> we go through this for every fatal four-way yeah. for like the last ten years. Hang on a second. If we're doing math, I have to bring up my soundboard. Okay. I'll get back to this because the, the other wrestling math is even funnier. <laughs> have you ever heard the Scott Steiner math? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. I have to get Scott Steiner math up here. Yeah. Scott Steiner math might be one of the funniest things you've never heard. <laughs> <laughs> While we're making fun of math problems, let me just get my Scott Steiner math up here. I know I have it in my soundboard. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal, so you got a 25% at best and beat me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Have the roids finally destroyed his brain? That was Gunsider in TNA in 2005 or 2006. Have the roids destroyed his brain? That was that was literally almost eleven or twelve years ago. What? The, <laughs> one of my favorite clips of all time. Has his intelligence increased since then, or has I have gone- no, I think he's gotten dumber since that <laughs> audio clip. But that I, that that's reminded me immediately. I had to play that here. So anyway, we um, Jay and Bob are playing with dynamite like you do. <laughs> yeah. And Jay throws one, lights one. They throw it. And it flies. Not just throw it. They hit it with a bat. There you go. <laughs> and it flies, and it flies, and, it and then flies. we see our guy from earlier, played by Brian Posen. Walking out of the hospital. Mental hospital there. There. <laughs> uh, Doc, 
Are you, Doc, I don't know if I should leave. I don't know if it's safe yet or not. It's safe. What have we <laughs> talked about? It's safe. And it's then very safe. The doctor goes in, the dynasty <laughs> lands, and boom! And kaboom! <laughs> so funny. Beat it before I call the cops. So funny. So Well, let's go, Silent Bob. Let's find that kid in the helmet. He's loaded. Okay, so eh, six hours later... Enter Randall, who I did not even take notes on this. Yeah. What the fuck is he talking about when he came in the I, store? Just, I just escaped from a madman subterranean prison. I can, just because I can describe the lair perfectly for police artists. There were walls. There were doors. Don't make me leave I can't believe this. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> well, he was trying to spin some story about escaping from a serial killer's lair. <laughs> as far oh. as excuses to avoid work go, that's not really the most unbelievable. <laughs> so, like you said, as you jumped ahead on me, right. um, Dante Dante pretty much tells Randall that someone told the boss that he needed to work for college credits. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's because I didn't say anything. I didn't say it was you. Well, that's good because I... Okay, it was me. So, Dante tells Randall to open up the video store you're in his keep. There's been somebody waiting. Yeah. His movie's just three hours late, and Randall's still going to charge him a late fee. Yeah. The reason he's three hours late. And he better goes, why don't you open up the video store and earn your keep? Earn your keep. You sound like such a mo sometimes. So... Um, then, then we have a furry funny joke come outside as everyone runs past him, trampling tramples him. him twice, Yeah, and then he gets up, and they haven't been this excited since they renewed two guys are going to pizza place. Wednesdays on ABC at yeah. <laughs> ABC 8 p.m. Yeah. Wow! Wednesday <laughs> nights at 8 on ABC. I thought that was funny because it reminds me, I remember the Simpsons movie when yeah. they were making fun of the bottom scrolls, yeah. and they popped one on, like, even in the movie, you saw that advertising. <laughs> Everybody who paid to see this is a moron, especially you. I thought that was a fantastic joke in that movie, and yeah. I, that's what this reminded me of. Yeah. So then we, find, we hear that someone's returned. I love the fact that Randall Sozin says that Jesus has returned, which cracked me up. But no, it's Leonardo, Leonardo. Wow. This is this is where things get weird. Yeah. And there was actually a bit of a history behind the character because the reason he looks so much like Hans Gruber is they wanted Alan Rickman to play him. Okay, there you go. And because and things eventually didn't work out. Work out basically. He didn't want to basically reprise the role, so they kept going with different designs that looked less and less like him until he basically dropped out completely, and they got Alec Baldwin, and they went back to the original design. And we'll get to that in a minute. Before we even get to him showing up on the screen, yeah. we cut to one of the times we had to pause this yeah. because we cut to the reporter, and the reporter. Is, um, how do we pronounce this? It's right here on the screen. Uh, Tova Hernandez Carlson. <laughs> from, live from Leonardo, New Jersey. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Makes me think of Miranda Veracruz de la Hoya Cardinal from Married with Children. <laughs> and there was another one you were joking about when we were doing this. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's net lives next door to Bella Garcia Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I find it fun. I, every time I hear a city in New Jersey and the South, I, I was actually... Have you seen the episode of Impractical Jokers where they were in Dover, New Jersey? No, I haven't. So, the punishment was that Q had to claim to be a painter. And they were in Dover, New Jersey. And anytime I... Now I think of these little cities in Southern New Jersey, I'm like, 
Because and the, the whole bit was he's going like, um, no, it's not, it's not, it's not over. It's Red Bank. Red Bank. Red Bank sucks. <laughs> Red stank. <laughs> and I know Leonardo's very close to Red Bank on the map, so I thought that was pretty damn funny. So anyway, so we cut to the history package that can only remind me. You remember in Back to the Future Part Two yeah. when they were trying to set up the um, Tannen family yeah. and they showed us the entire ridiculous history yeah. in a matter of two minutes? That's what this yeah. reminded me of. And I'm enough setting up Back to the Future Part Three with yes. his grand grandfather Buford Bad Dog Tannen. Which, and by the way, if you pouch it, I learned it on the on the minute shelves, Back to the Future Minute, that the picture they show in Part Two is not. The same graphic, that the same person in part, is not the same, like... The picture that they find in the library? Not the, no, the picture they show yeah. on the screen during yeah. the history yeah. is not the picture they used in part three. Yeah. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> not even close. They didn't have the rendering set up for anything yet. They didn't know what they were going to do. I thought yeah. that was hysterical. <laughs> so anyway, um, I like the fact that if you look up Leonardo, New Jersey, it actually comes up as... J- that um, fictional character associated with Leonardo, James Allen Bob, <laughs> Randall Graves, <laughs> and Dante Hicks. <laughs> I love the fact that they're listed here. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> yeah, I, I think guys are fantastic. Um, by the way, the this whole thing obviously is based on Leonardo. It's at fifty. The actual, the actual quick stop is at fifty-eight Leonardo Avenue, just just north of Route Thirty-six. So there you go. Anyway. So we find out the history of Leonardo Leonardo, who what was it? His grandfather Bernardo, Bernardo Leonardo. Leonardo. <laughs> he, I love the <laughs> this got so stupid. So he bought the city of Leonardo from the Canadians for fourteen well, from the Indians from the Indian Indians from the Indians for fourteen point eight million dollars, complete with giant novelty check. <laughs> what the fuck? Fourteen point eight million dollars. What makes that picture? What makes that picture is the one chieftain pointing at the check. It, it's like a publisher's clearinghouse thing. It's so ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> there was so much in here. So, we find out that he discovered the Fable Canadians? The Fable Canadas. <laughs> Canadas. And, Canada. brought the, and brought them to his, brought them to their knees. Yes, because he, he traded Canadian mineral rights for the, for the deadly pole of firing. Which, for some godforsaken reason that we will never know, the Canadian chief takes a swig of it. <laughs> oh my god, it made no sense whatsoever. Not even made it. Any better is he better than all the Canadians as savages? Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get there. Um, Complete with maple leaf. Uh, on the junk. It made no sense. Yeah. Complete with maple leaf loincloths. How do you explain that to the editor? This is what we want to do. We're going to have the Canadians look like cavemen. Yeah. But then we, wanna, we, won't, want, we won't want to be naked because it's going to be an ABC in prime time. So we have to cover up their dicks with maple leaves. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why not? They have a pr- pr- biblical precedent with fig leaves. Uh, true. A valid point. A valid point. So anyway. Um. <laughs> mysteriously, I love the fact that mysteriously a tent showed up in the middle of town. Like, okay. That has captivated our attention for all of the past few minutes. <laughs> Nobody noticed it, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, Leonardo Leonardo shows up. Um, I'm just gonna, I have him listed as LL now for the yeah. rest of my notes just to make it easier yeah. on me. And so... His, um, who was the guy that walked in with him? Oh, that his, was that uh, his, like, it, his bouncer or something? Uh, it's like his butler assistant, Mr. Plug. Okay. Clearly modeled after Odd Job. And who's he, who's he, who, who plays him? Dan Etheridge. Who's Dan Etheridge? Do you know? 
actually, he's apparently, he's not really an actor. He's uh, done very, various small roles. He was a priest in Dogma, Deputy Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Back so pretty much he, in the Buick universe. Pretty much he just pops yeah, up places. Yeah. Okay, he's also a produ he's more known as a producer, having done a lot of shows such as done a lot of shows and uh movies such as Irving, The Low Life, Boy Crazy, Girl Crazy, or Pool Boy, co producer on Biodome, you bastard. Uh The Curse of Inferno, Overnight Delivery, Buying the Cow, Come Early Morning, uh producer on Veronica Mars, uh The Nines, Good Behavior, Cupid, Party Down, The Good Doctor. Little in Common, The Carrie Diaries, Veronica Mars, and iZombie. Okay. Gotcha. By the way, you know what I realized? I yep. forgot to mention at the beginning of this. Yeah. What was the name of the episode? Oh. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. We'll have to be better to that in the future. What is the name of the episode? Okay. The name of the episode is The Pilot or Leonardo Leonardo Returns and Dante Has an Important Decision to Make. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and trust me, these titles do get more ridiculously longer as we go along. Anyway, so... um. We find out he has two minutes for intro because he's got to be at uh, Oxford Hollywood by 12.30. But we, we couldn't get entertainment tonight. I, I'd love to know why there was a shot at entertainment tonight here. <laughs> no real reason why. Actually, actually, I thought the real shot was at Axis Hollywood. Either way, it's a weird, weird situation yeah. here. Um, neither show even on ABC whatsoever, as I don't understand yeah. the joke here. Look, maybe they just had a problem with with uh, Access Hollywood. Yeah, because Access Hollywood's on NBC, I want to say. Yeah. And, and I don't understand it tonight, it's on CBS. Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Um. <coughs> oh, wait. Was Entertainment Tonight syndicated on ABC for a long time? Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah. Entertainment Tonight was on ABC for a very long time. And, the, and and one of the weirdest syndication things I've ever seen when they traded Entertainment Tonight for Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Because <laughs> they wanted to have Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune on the same network. Uh. That was one of the weirdest, like, trades I've ever seen in a syndication. Yeah. But anyway, um, he has returned. I love the fact that he took a long tour of New Jersey. Yeah. The fuck? What the fuck is he talking why, about? Why do you spend many years exploring New Jersey? I live there. I know. The state's not even that big. Yeah. <laughs> not that big or that interesting. I'm sorry. And studying not. abroad at Eton at Oxford, New Jersey. <laughs> Oxford, New Jersey. I am come to stay. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> None of this makes any sense. This is, not, this is not reflecting well on the New Jersey educational system. No, 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 no. It does not <laughs> whatsoever. And I'm, I'm, I'm a Garfield High School graduate. <laughs> I, I did get it education from the Garfield Public School System. By the way, just to clarify, I'm looking up real quickly. The uh, in, the fact that he says he spent years, years, in New Jersey, right? Yeah. It's it's 70 miles. Yeah. <laughs> the state yeah. is listed on Wikipedia, the state of New Jersey, as 70 miles. Maybe he got his foot caught in the radiator before he left. 70 miles, length of 170 miles. So, it, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like... The joke doesn't even work. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, let's see. Like I said, probably got his foot caught in the radio, radiator before he began. Car broke down a couple of times. <sighs> so, um, he, re he fixed off the, the tent, which, which is hysterical. Yeah. And the tent's there. It's like there's like nothing in there. Pulls the tent off for Leonardo Tower. <laughs> and I love how Dante goes, and like, nobody noticed that either. <laughs> noticed that. It looks like a big bong. Bong. Then dog walks by. Hey, that looks like a big bong too. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> for Jay for commenting, which makes no sense whatsoever. 
Um, well, I think you were supposed to see a certain part of the dog's anatomy that resembled the bong, but... But they didn't show it. But standards and practices nixed it. Yeah, well, it's it's Jay, though, and you go with it. Yeah. So, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo, for some reason whatsoever, decides yeah. that he's talking about poorly trained clerks, and he calls out Dante and Randall by name. With well, names, kind of. With names like Dante and Handel. Randall! Like I said, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, so... I love the fact that he reveals the quicker stop, grand yeah. opening. It's a 24-hour store, yeah. and I love the dinosaur balloon for <laughs> yeah. no reason whatsoever on the front. They couldn't afford the wacky wobbling guy. <laughs> waving inflatable, waving inflatable two men. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, the Bailey buddy. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So, um, I, I've actually made a note. I made a note on this that they showed the crowd, and the guy in the left corner of the front row is wearing a Flash t-shirt, yeah. and it's like a nice look to the future where Kevin Smith is now directing Clash episodes. <laughs> so, there you go. Oh, for record, by the way, um, it's amazing. I know. I'm actually we're recording this. This is going up on Saturday. This is recording is the week of another Kevin Smith Supergirl episode. Yeah. It was actually it was a fantastic show this week, which had a good mix of, like, emotion and can you not get the dog tail over our best face? <laughs> emotion. <laughs> Had a really good mix of emotion and action. It was actually a really good show this week. Like a fantastic episode. So I just want to plug that real quick. I watched that this week. Um. So anyway, we, we get in, now we get inside the store. And this is where things get even more ridiculous. <laughs> so... I only took some notes down, but this got ridiculous. So they're on a ride? Yeah. Like, what the it, fuck? It, it's like, like a car it's ride? Like, it's like they mixed a shopping mall and Epcot Center. Yeah, exactly. It was absolutely ridiculous. So he gets in, they get in this ride thing, and they're they're driving around. Yeah, and... they're riding around. They're, it's basically giving them a nice little tour of the quicker stop. I found the entire spiel. Oh, go for it. Do it, do it, do it, okay, do it. Okay, hold on. Welcome to Quicker Stop, home of both convenience and quality, only quicker, plus a selection of high-end adult magazines. While you're here, shop at our best-selling bestseller department, complete with its own coffee bar. Or drop by our music shop, also with its own coffee bar. Or perhaps you'd rather visit our international coffee bar, complete with its own little book department, which has its own super teeny tiny coffee bar inside. And a selection of tiny adult magazines. Wow, that's <laughs> scary. Well, then we enter the Hall of Mirrors, which you have Leonardo on the ride with them, shopping with them. And for some reason, Leonardo looked like a ghost out of the Haunted Mansion. Which I think was fully the intention. <laughs> and I love the fact that he terrifies somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then they run out. And then they come back and pay. And then they're still screaming. They run out. And then they come back for their change. And they're still running around And, he, and even better is, I believe that's Mrs. Smith. <laughs> oh, was that, was that um, Jennifer Callback? That's what, that that's what it sounded like, I think. That, that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Um... So, then he says, phase one is complete. Yeah. So, we have we cut back outside, and we'll cut back to downtown Randall, and I think we're in trouble. I don't think so. Yeah. And we cut, and this is where we had to pause it again, because we, we got to go through the land of Leonardo, right outside of the quick stop, of stores that were closed, and we start with the Federal Penitentiary. <laughs> okay. Um, Le Café, um, whatever you pronounce Le Café Francais. Francais Chinese food. <laughs> and then we have the modern E. Nunch, which I didn't quite understand what I that was. I think it was modern eunuch. Yeah, we kind of, we, the poll was covering the side. And so it's a as store I said to you over watching it, I don't think they planned to be able to pause <laughs> and watch this, break this down. Oh, it's, so. a store for, it's a store for people who've cut off their own nuts. 
And then my personal favorite was Ye Old Bookstore, which <laughs> wrapped me up. I'm not going to lie. Ye Old Bookstore, formerly Walden Books. <laughs> and then next to that, because there was tumbleweeds everywhere, was Tumbleweed Store. As, put, as the guy pushed out of the tumbleweed for closing the store, which is a great joke. I do love a good old-fashioned tumbleweed joke. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do love those. So wait, so does modern Unix stock all of Justin Bieber's albums? Oh, so we cut back into the quick stop, and Randall, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on here at first, but Randall, apparently, was going off and making fun of the other store owners. <laughs> they were trying to do impressions of the other two store, owner, other yeah, store owners. There. That made me laugh. That was yeah. good. And very in character for Randall to not give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. But I do love the fact that it comes back to, the, the, we always said this job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. I, I, because I'm starting to agree. Boss calls, they're closing the store permanently. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they didn't say that, but that's pretty much what you would yeah. assume. Yeah. So, <laughs> then, then we, get to, we get to Randall's ridiculous ideas. First, we start with the pay-as-you-exit side. <laughs> I was not there here. Isn't that what we're supposed to do anyway? <laughs> and, of course, Jay and Bob show up. Pay-as-you-exit, sweet deal. So, yeah, Jay and Bob show up. And Jay... Jay goes on this whole thing how they're quitting. They don't work here, but they're quitting. Yeah. And they're going to be officially standing in front of the quicker... Okay, maybe we read exactly how I wrote it. I paused this and listened to this twice. They will be officially standing in front of the quicker stop officially. Yeah. <laughs> Department of Redundancy <laughs> Department is right down that way. And they're going to still sell fireworks in front of the store, which I think yeah. that's a great setup for later. We'll, we'll get to that yeah. later. So... <laughs> and Randall puts up a 75% off sale yeah. sign, which is great. So they have this old lady at the register, yeah. and, and it gets to a 37-cent yeah. bill, and then she hands him a 50% off coupon! 19 cents. <laughs> hey, for the amount of grocery she had in her card, that's, that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking impressive. The extreme couponers are telling her to tone it the fuck down. Oh, my God. That was impressive. I'm not going to lie. So we cut back to um to the tower and LL is putting together a and dance. we get, and we and we get the and we get this nice little uh, bit where the register sends out this little signal and he goes through this cable up to his satellite dish. Any better is when you go through underground for some reason. There's a vampire standing there watching the whole thing go. You know on. what? The way this show has been, that's not the straightest thing in this show. So there you go. So we cut to LL and he is um building a desk from not, IKEA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And going out about how he doesn't understand the instructions. Well, that's the joke. Yeah. He's going to say, well, let's be honest, it's a joke that has basis in reality. You know, that joke never gets old. That joke yeah. does not get old. Yeah. <laughs> now, but this is one of those jokes that, did not, that dated fantastically yeah. in the show. Yeah. So, um, I think these instructions were written by monkeys. Uh, <laughs> and actually, I think it's an insult to monkeys. So, um, we get a report in from... Um, What's his name again, Mr. Mr. Plug. Mr. Plug. Mr. Plug. He comes in and he says that Quick Stop sales have increased 1,000%. Wait a second. So 19 cents is 1,000% increase. Well, this is probably the latest in a long line I of think shit. it's funny. And even better, even better is Mr. Plug offers to buy him an antique desk. Well, why don't I just throw my money out the window, hmm? Instead of, you know, let's just say, instead of the desk, the Ikea the solid solid oak seventy nine ninety five. Now where did I put that dowel? Oh jeez. So um, where was I in here? So, oh yeah, he 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 wants him to bring him the quick stop. <laughs> uh, 
uh, how about I just bring you the two people who work the, run the quick stop? Fine. For now. <laughs> For now. <laughs> so, they bring in Don Tater Idol. And you know the minute they walk in, this is not going to go well. You know this is not Especially going to go Especially once well. you see the end result of his desk. Why not? <laughs> but again, this is continuous though, but set a payoff. Set a payoff for these jokes here. Because you think this is the payoff for the earlier joke. Well, this is set up for later, which yeah. is great. Yeah. How do you like my desk? <laughs> I built it myself. <laughs> really? You couldn't tell. <laughs> you really couldn't tell this animation whatsoever. Holy I think shit. If you gave, I think if you gave the two two apes at the beginning of 2001 the bone tools. Give me the Canadians. <laughs> give me the Canadians. They can probably build it better. Yeah. <laughs> or the Canadas. <laughs> the the fabled Canadas. Have them build it. They'll probably figure it out faster than you the way this is going. So, Dante Randall well, actually, that would make it more badass if they were actually able to figure out the shitty Ikea instructions. <laughs> Dante and Randall walk in. And Dante... Dante's trying to play it cool, and Randall doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. Yeah. He assaults the yeah. desk. He doesn't really yeah. care. Looks like shit. It looks like crap. Looks like it was built by a Riri. <laughs> and strangely enough, Leo and Leonardo is okay with this. Until Dante starts insulting the tower, yeah. and then that's where he draws the line, apparently. Uh, so. I'm guessing it's probably the extension of his manhood. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's like in um, Shrek, where Lord Shorecloth must be operating for something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because of his castle. <laughs> da, 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 da. Welcome to Dulac, such a perfect place. <laughs> I have to put that in here, or I? I have to play that in here, but I edit this, don't I? So, yeah. anyway, we move on to, he wants to offer them a job. He wants them lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, and once again, I found the spiel. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I'm sorry. It's okay. I just I had my notes. Excuse me, right here. Right, sir. I want to offer you a job. Hang on, let me hit you up then. Okay, okay. I have my notes, and you don't tell me you have notes. You don't tell me you have oh. stuff until after I start. I'm sorry. So you have to tell me these things. Yeah. So let me set you up. Go. I want to offer you a job working here for me. I want you lock, stock, and barrel. Is this some sort of gay thing? No. You're sure? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's a thing. So, he offers them medical, he offers them um, stock options, and full tuition to Rutgers College. Shout out to my friend yeah. Tony, who got Rutgers graduate. Uh, <laughs> Wait, which Rutgers, though? There's two Rutgers. Anyway, I, that's a different story. Um, there are, actually, there's two Rutgers in New Jersey. <laughs> um, she graduated from New Brunswick, so I just want to clarify that. Anyway, so in the middle of this, he takes a call. <laughs> he takes a phone call. And I love the fact that the detail at the desk is so slanted that the phone keeps <laughs> sliding down <laughs> to the bottom of the desk. That made me laugh. So the call is coming in from Canada. And he said, getting a call into Canada is only a once-a-week thing, which I thought was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Even better when he actually cut to Canada. Right, it's, it's Montreal, <laughs> spelled M-O-N-T-R-E-E-A-L-L. -L. Uh, <laughs> and even better, it's next to it, the pile of guys with a giant satellite dish. You caught this joke. I did not catch this on the reason. And you caught this. Yeah, with the giant satellite dish trying to get the call going through. Yeah, it's, there are five of them, and they're in a pyramid. Yeah. And one of them holding the satellite. And you had to explain this joke to me because I didn't even know what was yeah. going on. And you have they're holding the satellite, and they have two wires connected to it. It's connected to the phone, which yeah. the other guy. But the fact that they're all naked wearing 
people on their No, dogs. this isn't homoerotic at all. Not whatsoever. And it's even right after a gay joke. So. And even better is the phone looks like it's one of those coconut props from uh, Gilligan's Island. So true. <laughs> so fucking true. All right. So, um, where am I? And I, and that was when I made my notes and why are the Canadians cavemen in this show? <laughs> I love the fact that they make so much fun of Canada, but now in the future, Kevin's been doing his Canadian trilogy. <laughs> the North, North Canada, Canada trilogy. He makes these jokes out of love. It's so funny how that works out. <sighs> so, uh, so <laughs> I love the fact that all this and Randall's insulted because he took a phone call in the middle of their meeting. <laughs> insulted by this. So, Despite the fact he had an admittedly decent reason for doing so. Um, it's not, it, I love the fact that the, the reaction was, no, it's not evil spirits, it's just rain, find and try and kill it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So let's that makes no sense. Okay, so hold on a second. They have the technology to make a phone call to him with a satellite dish, but they don't know that rain is not evil spirits. They're probably used to snow up in Canada. Anyway, oh, <laughs> boom. We don't. Okay, so this is where Randall actually turns down the offer and says that we don't want your fancy life-changing move out of my parents' basement opportunity. <laughs> And okay, <laughs> so this is where <laughs> this is where we turned from a normal little weird comedy show to evil villain showing the showing his plan to our hero. That is this journey yeah. to all of a sudden because <laughs> he reveals the northern or border theme store, which is Canadian goods available in the U.S. for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that starts, and then that leads to. He gonna have he has a dome that he's going to put over the city, yeah. and he's going to enslave everybody. And I'm like, where did this turn into the Simpsons movie? I'm yeah. like, what? Second like movie ever to made today. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, he doesn't have the model available. Yeah, that, that was a big, that was a great joke. Yeah. That was a yeah. Joke. yeah. Oh. Oh, I haven't gotten the bottle yet. It should be should arrive sometime this week. Oh, tomorrow. You ordered from tomorrow. Canada yesterday. You yeah. ordered from Canada yesterday. Where'd you get it from? A store in Canada. You probably never heard of it. That's so funny. Yeah. So, well, we got the LL must be destroyed. And then we go outside, and they're talking. And I really thought they were in the sewer. Is that a turtle joke? Was that a turtle's joke? I, I don't know if it was a turtle joke or a Batman joke. I didn't quite understand the sewer joke. I thought it was a turtle's joke. I really wasn't sure what they were doing here. Maybe New Jersey has a problem with the chuds. So, <laughs> I'm going to let that one sit there. Um, shout out to our boys over at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Minute, by the way. Great, yeah. great job over there. Um, they're finishing up movie one already soon. I'm actually very happy with them. Anyway, um, then they bring out a batarang, because why not? He bugged this... Adam West on his way over there. <laughs> um, and you can tell the Batman fandom in Kevin Smith from this joke, when you have the batarang and, and they climb up the wall sideways. You better I think Paul Dini actually worked on the show. I didn't, that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. But you can tell the kind of Smith fandom here because he does, they do the Batarang joke, which is in the cooking. Did this come up later in episodes? They're really funded later in episodes? I think, yeah. So we'll talk about this later in episodes. But they do the joke and they slide up and we find out the wall because it's the L shaped building. <laughs> yeah. They're actually walking up the really? actual thing, not climbing up uh, the wall the, yet. Ah, uh, the classic. We're almost there. Pot, power pot falls. <laughs> Why are we walking like this? 
funny. Those are funny. I love that joke. It never gets old for me. I don't know every time. And then as they're actually trying to climb up the building, this is better. Hey, Randall, it was your fucking idea. And then all of a sudden he throws the batarang. Yeah. Over the side. Well, when Cortez reached the New World, he burned his boats to encourage his men. Why does he know that information? But he doesn't, he doesn't know random, like, actual, like, common sense knowledge. Like, why does he know that? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> so, they, um, I love the fact that he has a choice. Is there a regular door on the left that we don't know where it goes? Or is he maze of death? <laughs> okay. Why not? I think we should go with that maze thing. <laughs> go into the maze thing. And then come out terrified in Leonardo's office like you do like yeah. you do because why not I thought the Minotaur had you oh and that Billy Crystal Robin Williams movie <laughs> that was my favorite joke they hung and then Jay's sitting on the floor and Jay and Papa looking at comic books on the floor yeah. apparently yeah uh, you yeah. two guys want a minute <laughs> oh no you, you girls that's what even funnier it was a gay joke which is even funnier boy oh, this show yeah, you fly. the 90s. boy this show wouldn't fly now Oh, oh, trust me, there are jokes later on we haven't gotten to yet yeah. that I really wonder what the fuck. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, they're looking for something to get use Leonardo, and they find the book. Like I said, payoff, set up, payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Find the book propping up the deck earlier <laughs> in the scene. Like, why not? <laughs> and that happens to be all the information they need. Yeah. <laughs> and he better actually say they have to get the expose this to the world, the desk finally falls apart. <laughs> well, the book was holding it up, apparently. It was a load-bearing, it was a load-bearing piece of evidence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, <laughs> they leave, and I love the fact that, by the way, during all this, Jay's playing really, really stupid, like, beyond normal. Yeah. Where are you going to say, who's Leonardo? Yeah, how'd you get it? Uh, it's going to say, uh, where are get, we? How do we get out of here? How do we uh, get out of here? <laughs> where is here? Oh, <laughs> look what he had to say. Where is here? <laughs> what the fuck? Maybe he's trying to be philosophical. So they leave. However they got out, I don't know. I don't care at this point. They get out and they get to the... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read my notes and it made me laugh again. They get to Town Hall with my favorite sign of the entire episode. Town Hall meeting canceled for emergency town meeting. <laughs> And even better, it looks like the sign, the letters are put on rather shittily. That might be my favorite thing of the entire episode. It was so stupid. It reminded me of the, what was the joke you always say all the time? We interrupt this interruption to bring you another interruption. So anyway, we get inside. And I love the fact, and this is a great joke on your end. We cut inside and Leonardo is actually literally saying exactly what he's doing here. Which is enslaving everybody to be drones. And my response was, oh, man, if only Donald Trump were that honest. I know. Come on now. Well, I know we don't like being political, but, but that, that was a great joke. That's yeah. a great joke. I get it. I couldn't take that away from you. It was a great yeah. joke. So, drones, drones. And then, so we go up there. And I love the fact that the book the pop-up book. Yeah. I want to know that. Why not? <laughs> well, you know what? Everything else has been weird. Why not this, too? I think the trouble is finding somebody who wouldn't ask questions to make that pop-up book. How much did he pay? Well, knowing Leonardo, he probably paid somebody and then killed him after it was done. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't have to pay him. So by no, by pay knowing him how ineffective him. he is as a villain, villain, kill him with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, anyway. um, Okay, back to what I was talking about. Okay, so we get to... They're going to... 
Um, get everyone underground. We got that part. They're gonna make it the slave underground, and they're gonna flood the underground and kill everybody, and have the rob and have robots come out and take over. Well, what if the robots become sentient? Well, then we have apes attacking the robots, and then apparently we have um. What was attacking the robots? What was attacking the apes? Uh, what was attacking the apes? Did we get to that? Or no, we moved on. Oh, a virus that would kill the apes. But... No, no, we were at chickens. By that point, we were yeah, at the chickens. Which I want to know how we got the apes yeah. and chickens. That's what I want to know. What maybe is it between apes and chickens in this story? Like, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe somebody got hungry on the way while they were writing on the plot. <laughs> because yeah, after what, what if the chicken? Them. What if the chickens die off? Phase thirty-four robot chickens. Oh yeah, exactly. So we get to apes killing the robots. A virus kills the chickens, and then robot chickens, and then nuking the Earth from, the, from outer. A after launching, after launching the Dome City into space, nuking it forward just to be sure. <laughs> so then, there was one person left here, and he said Leonardo. Leonardo is a madman. Yeah, and we find out he's not really from Leonardo. He, he's on his way to New York. He, he's gonna say he, he's on the way to the he's from New York on the way to the beach. He's up looking for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we all completely forgot the cameo appearance of Walt and Steve Dave. Oh yes, yes, yes. He was there. They were there too. Very very funny. Oh shit! So then they go back, and this is possibly gonna be their last night in the store. And this is where your UPN reference comes in. Oh yeah. Because we have the secret diary of Deathman Pfeiffer on okay. the number one network of the number one network UPN. <laughs> okay, and I gotta take a couple of minutes out of here Go for because it. the secret diary of Deathman Pfeiffer is an actual show. What? <laughs> I thought they made that up. Nope, nope, nope. Here, I, I gotta read this from. What TV is the secret diary of Deathman okay. Pfeiffer? Okay, Go for from it. TV Tropes. The Secret Diary of Desmond Pfeiffer was a very short-lived and controversial sitcom on UPN that only aired for four episodes, all of which were in October 1998. It starred Chee McBride as a titular character, a servile snarker black English nobleman and butler who, who is kidnapped and sent to America on a slave ship, then becomes America becomes Abraham Lincoln's valet in the Civil War era White House. He then becomes more competent than everyone else, who is depicted as being comparatively stupider. The series is extremely rare, never having been released on home video or in reruns due to its extremely controversial nature. The NAACP led a protest against the show, citing its arguably lighthearted portrayal of slavery towards African Americans, forcing the pilot episode to be pulled. It would have been forgotten if it weren't for being parodied in Clerks the Animated Series. The now-defunct cable network trio was set to rerun the show during its turn to the millennium, during the turn of millennium as part of its flops block, which also reran Cop Brock, Pink Lady and Jeff, and My Mother the Car, but backed out due to the show's unfortunate implications. Appropriately enough for a show that was both critically panned and low rated, the reason reason was cancelled. It was advertised with the tagline, Critics Hate It. That's fantastic. That is fan fucking fantastic. So now I understand where the joke came from here. Yeah. I never knew that. That's fantastic. So UPN, the number one network in America. Which is not even farther from the truth. It could not be any further from the truth. But I guess they were trying to—they're trying to get an UP at the time, so that yeah. joke makes sense. Yeah. Um, but at the time, see, the WB was murdering them in the ring. The only show that UPN ever had had any kind of traction with Buffy, and then they gave it up to the CW. With Dilbert, it's a very Dilbert is a very close second. Yeah, but, they, but the one they had the most traction to was Buffy. Yeah. And then they gave that up to the WB, which I never quite understood why they did that. I never quite understood that to this day. Because that is completely murdered the UPN to this day. And now, and now for those who are wondering, UPN and WB are now the CW. Boy, there's super, irony. Which is now Super CW yeah. and Primetime. So there you go. Just to tie everything together. And it goes right back to Kevin Smith, who writes shows, who directs episodes of Supergirl and The Flash. There you go, tying it all together. Kevin Smith is becoming the next Kevin Bacon. And it ties everything right back to where we're back here. So anyway... 
Um, I just wrote a few notes down here. Um, I wrote down the whiter house of the future, which is fantastic. Utah? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it reminds me of a joke. Get back from Patrick Jokers. I've been watching a lot of Patrick Jokers lately. The, um, that, that they actually had one of the lines where they have to, um, it was one of those where, like, the Jokers have, um, they have an arm, an arm brace on, so they had to ask somebody to write their answers down for them. And Q was, Q was there, and the question was, what would you change about the White House? And, and the black guy asking the question, the Q's answer, answer was given to him was, make it the black house. <laughs> and one was expecting, Obama's in office when this joke is made. It's that joke, he was yeah. funnier looking back. Obama's in office at the time. And he says that joke, and the black guy doesn't take it. He high-fives him! <laughs> <laughs> he went a funnier line! Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to say, the White House of the future. Oh, this is basically the time when Donnie Osmond becomes president. Oh, there you go. Um, so, the best part of this was the fact that they had to say why they used the word Riri instead of retarded and queer. Wait, they just said it. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, this episode won a Humanities Award. What's that? It's an award they give out for for uh, shows that don't use words like retarded. That's both, re- that's retarded and queer. So, um, I love the fact that they tied it in with the show because they said, this is the episode where Jefferson Jefferson tries to defeat Washington. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Opening up a wider, a bigger White House across the street <laughs> with <laughs> blackjack and hookers. Oh my God! Actually, no, I think about that's not a bad idea. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't, be, it, would, it wouldn't really make things much worse in DC right now. Yeah. Let's be honest. So, um, <laughs> so this is this really ended quickly. This ended really abruptly. This episode. Yeah. Because, it's probably because he realized, oh shit, we've written ourselves into a corner. Yeah, we really did, because they had to end this episode really, really quickly. Because the whole thing was that they they, they, they had a rich widow dressed up as a witch widow. And all of a sudden, we cut to Randall dressed up in a dress. Because why not? Yeah. With Leonardo Leonardo arrested. It, it just jump cut yeah. so quickly. Why is it, Dante arresting him, by the way? I have no idea. There <laughs> he goes. You're a citizen arrested. That doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. I was going to say, your Confederate plot has been foiled. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I bet, you're, I bet you were supr- shocked to realize that your fiancé is none other than I, Randall. I knew it all along. You. Wait, so- how long did this gag go on? That I have no idea. Long. Apparently enough for him to get that intimate with him. Wow. <laughs> so, um, at this point, the whole thing was, Dante made a point that in the show, they, that they, they blew up the um, Whiter House. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the quicker stop blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the payoff to the dynamite. The entire episode was Jay and Bob blew up the quicker stop. <laughs> you better see. Actually, managed to look somewhat badass walking out of the flames going, Hey, you guys want to buy some fireworks? Such a great payoff yeah. for the entire episode of the fireworks stuff. Yeah. Oh, they blow it up. And it again makes no sense that LL is arrested, not getting into a cop car. He gets in the back of his own limo. It makes yeah. absolutely no sense. But go ahead, go for it. My vengeance will neither be swift nor entertaining. I will meet it out over decades, so that you will wonder if the misery in your life is manifest, or the machinations of Leonardo, Leonardo, or a third thing. Good day. <laughs> okay, then. Um, this definitely felt like a pilot when it was all said and done, yeah. because the two of them realized that they might be find, found, founder of this town, founder of this town, and they thought they were end their stupid jobs, yeah. and then they cut inside, and they're being annoyed. Yeah, can you guys vulcanize my tires while I wait? No. Haven't you learned anything? 
Well, this is after Dante says things will never be the same again. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. And then Jay and Bob walk back in, and Bob and Bob actually puts down a soapbox for Jay to get yeah. onto to proclaim that they're coming back to the quick stop in yeah. the RSC video. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Why not at this point? Next week on Clerks. Our radio test pattern from earlier. Boy, um, that was a bit prescient there, wasn't it? I know. It's like, <laughs> so, we think the show's over. No, it's not. <laughs> it ain't over yet. Oh, God. Because we have safety tips. <laughs> With Jay and Silent Bob. What the fuck? Okay. I have to ask. What the fuck is with this? Is this a thing we're going to have to do for the next six shows? Is yes. Is this a thing we're doing? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. The SD- Why are we they, doing this? I'm guessing they're spoofing the little interstitials that they had at the end of what, 80s cartoons. Okay, that makes sense then. So, is it Jay... Okay, this is it's literally two minutes, and we still have a shitload of stuff to talk about, because oh. it's a campfire, and the kids want to leave the campfire while they go to sleep. Which, number one, is stupid anyway. But fine, I thought that was what we were doing in this episode. Yeah. They didn't even address that part of this. Well, it's also part of the thing. The other thing is, do we have to clean up? Should we clean up before we go to sleep? No, let's leave it for the morning. Well, the first one was like, so that happened. Yeah. So then enter Jay and Sal and Bob. Even better is Jason Buse doing the most unenthused, hold it, kids. <laughs> well, I'm Jay and I'm Sal and Bob. <laughs> he introduces himself. <laughs> Charles Berkeley shows up for no reason. What, what the man? hell are you doing here? And then he walks away. Oh. didn't get paid to say it's just Charles Berkeley. That's what I, I want to know. But he actually does appear in the rest of the episodes. Okay, that works then. I love the fact that Wikipedia he listed as Charles Berkeley as himself. Going back to completely contradictory in the opening yeah. where they said no celebrities are armored in this show. Yeah. So I don't want to But what he makes even sadder is he just walks away all dejected and hangdog, and I just want to give him a hug. So, and then we get to, uh, this is a fantastic line, yeah. if Silent Bob could talk. <laughs> and then Silent Bob shoots him a hell of a death glare. <laughs> he would remind you to tie your food up and not attract bears. And then he shows the food up with a bear walking past looking down. <laughs> no sense, but it works. <laughs> and then Bob reacts, word. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Silent Bob. Sure, no problem. And then... And Bob completely closes us off with, bear this tip in mind. Oh, I, I know it was intentional, but still. And credits. Oh, my God. That's Clerks, the animated series, episode number one, Patreon <laughs> members. <laughs> this is just the beginning of a clusterfuck six episodes. So. A, a hysterical clusterfuck. Yeah, so what, just out of curiosity, what is the name of Clerks episode number two? Episode 2, or the clip show wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer and remember some of the great moments in their lives. Why are they doing a clip show in episode 2? <laughs> that, that, that's a joke. Oh my god. Well, we'll be back next month or in two weeks. That all depends on you guys. Um, spread the word that we're doing this, and also listen to Clerk's Minute. Um, we're posting this on Friday. So next week's guest is going to be Mike Donovan. And then the week after that for Thanksgiving is Marilyn Gigliotti. So spread the word. We're going to have some really awesome guests. Till next time, thank you so much for joining us here for the Clerks Convenience Hour. And we'll be back on Monday with another episode of Clerks Minute. Um, Thank you all for joining us. I'm Blake. I'm Kyle. Have a good day, everybody. You're poorly educated. You're talking to the television. Noise, noise, noise.
snorting, smoking weed, smoking weed, doing coke, drinking beers, drinking beers, 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 rolling fatties, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoke the blunts? Rolling blunts and smoking.